I'm Kate. And I'm Jesse. And you're listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. <laughs> Let's do this. Like ad free, I call it distraction free because you don't have all the extra things coming at you that a lot of social media networks do. You're just there for one purpose. Welcome to Cocktails and Content Creation, the podcast dedicated to helping you easily create content with confidence. I'm Kate Andrews. And I'm Jesse Wyman. Welcome back to another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation, episode 64. If you're enjoying the podcast, why not leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening? We would love to know what you think. For today's episode, we're chatting about how to monetize your blog using the Mighty Network, which will just be up front. We have no idea what that is. So it's going to be very exciting to find out. But before we go any further, what are you drinking today, Jesse? So I'm going to be trying something new tonight. We do have some vodka in the cabinet and we still have some of those polar seltzers, um, the mm. ginger lime ones. And yeah, those are good. It's, you know, I feel like I've not really been having as many cocktails as um, the the show sort of proclaims. It's been more beer <laughs> and wine, lots of cider, lots of box wine. So um, yeah, I'm going to go with that a little bit later today. Well, I know. So a couple of shows ago, you um, had talked about a, a Moscow Mule. Yeah. Like the next day I went to Trader Joe's mm-hmm. and it was actually in New Hampshire. And it was one of the ones that has the the beer and wine section. And I got it's called Birds of Paradise is the brand. And it's a Moscow Mule cider. So it's like a Moscow Mule mixed with like a, a cider, lime and ginger. Oh, It's like I, nice. I was doing that because I'm lazy and I didn't really <laughs> want to go out and get like all the stuff to make a Moscow yeah. Mule. Which is not even that much. So I'm being really lazy. But I so I picked that up and it's it's really good. Sounds delicious. I'm going to have to come is, over and steal one from you. Well, I still, it's funny. It came in a four pack and I drank, I thought I was going to bring it home because Alex likes Moscow mules and he likes cider. So I thought like he would snap one right up and there's yeah. only been one that I've had. And so there's three here. You know, next come on time, over. Next time you come, <laughs> you know, come on over now. Why not? Uh, well, you know, all right. So Jesse and I are going to take a break, I guess, uh, while we're having one of those Moscow mules, but mm-hmm. take a listen to our interview with our guest, Lisa Sharp. All right, we have Lisa Sharp here with us today. She is a digital content creator with over a decade of experience in this world. She uses her expertise in digital content creation to help others create their own brands. Lisa, we are so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. So this is Cocktails and Content Creation, so we must start off with, to begin with, what are you drinking today? Well, for now, just some hot tea, but... Maybe later a little Irish whiskey. Ooh. Ooh, like just like the first. straight straight up, like <laughs> on the rocks, like on ice, yeah. Oh my god. Wow. That is I don't think we've had that one yet. No. <laughs> no. Any particular no. Irish with any particular brand that you're loving? Uh Redbreast 12. Again, one I've never heard of. <laughs> no, no. Now where are you coming to us from? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Okay. So maybe it's in maybe it's out in Oklahoma. Nice. Uh, not a whole lot of whiskey drinkers here. Just something I enjoy. Just something you enjoy. Well, you're go- out there by your lonesome drinking your, <laughs> <laughs> drinking your Irish whiskey. Well, right. I worked. I worked at an Irish pub all through college, and so I have some experience. Not 
like, I actually don't really drink a lot of whiskey, but, um, but, you know, having the cocktails with the Irish whiskey is usually the, the closest I would get to like straight up drinking whiskey, but, um, yeah. And then there was actually a whiskey bar in Portland, Maine that we went to that had an entire wall of all the whiskeys in the world. And one of them, I should have wrote it down. One of them was like, like a, a, a glass or whatever they call it was like, hundreds of dollars to have and I'm like this is insane like I had no idea it was like such a thing you well, now we know Lisa would probably love that bar so Lisa <laughs> ever in Portland Maine if yeah if ever in Portland Maine Jesse will get you the the uh the information on that well all right so now we've gotten that first important piece of business out of the way tell us a little bit about you and your journey and what it is that you do well I currently have five blogs that I'm running I started blogging well over a decade ago when everyone just had them to share with their friends and family it wasn't anything like it is now and somewhere along the way I learned that you could make money with your blog and that other people read it not just your family started monetizing my first blog. Then I had other interests and started new blogs and I'm maybe a little ADHD. So shiny things entice me. I keep starting new ones. I have ADHD and I know exactly what you're talking about, but managing five blogs is quite a bit. Do you, do you, so do you still manage all five of them or? Yeah. Uh, one of them, my plan is to eventually sell it. I bought a blog that was still really small and I'm going to flip it and end up selling it. So what are these blogs? Uh, my first one is Retro Housewife Goes Green. It's all about vintage homemaking. Okay. And my second one is Green Oklahoma, self-explanatory about environmental issues in Oklahoma. The Stress-Free Christmas, also self-explanatory about Christmas. And uh, Lisa Sharp Creative. Originally, it was just going to be a place that housed all my links to everything. And then I was like, well, I could also put a blog on there about running a business. And then the one that I purchased and I'm flipping is in harmony with money. Before we get into the, what we're going to be our main topic of the, of our conversation, which is the mighty network. Can you give us a, a brief explanation of like buying and flipping a blog, what that includes? Cause that is a very interesting thing that I don't think a lot of people know about. Yeah. I mean, it's very similar to the idea of flipping real estate. You buy something that is, some people buy them and are planning to keep them longer and they want ones that are already making money. Obviously those cost more money to buy. Um, you can also buy ones that are basically brand new and just have a little content and have the bare bones done. And then you build it up and sell it when it's making a profit. And that's what I did. There's a wide range of what people do with it, but I like starting blogs. So my idea was to buy one that is off to a good start, but doesn't have any traffic really and hasn't been monetized. And I'm reworking it, adding more content and monetizing it. And once it's making a profit, I will sell it. That is okay. so interesting. As yeah, Kate I, like I, I didn't even know that was like a thing. <laughs> I've, heard about it with, I've heard about it with Instagram accounts and maybe it's like yeah. along the same lines or people will literally like create, like I'm a dachshund lover. Um, my dachshund, he just passed away in December, but like people create like a really niche Instagram and then that could attract um, a certain type of following and then sell it to maybe a brand that they could then sell a similar product to with that particular audience. So it sounds like it's kind of similar to that. Yeah. Interesting. That's, ben, that's so 
And by monetizing, are you mainly using like, and maybe you'll dive into this with the Mighty Network. Literally, I have no idea what the Mighty Network is. So we're going to get into that. But um, are you talking like ad revenue mainly? Uh, I will have ads on it and then affiliate marketing. And then people, when they buy it, they go in and switch to their affiliate links. Okay. Um, But it's already ready to go. So people can start immediately making income from it. Wow. That's oh a gosh. really, that's a really neat piece of, in a way you talk about real estate, neat piece of real estate. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, so then, okay, let's just dive into it then. What is the mighty network? Neither Jesse nor I have heard of it before. We are very excited to find out what you, what you've got going on. It's essentially a platform where you can create your own social media network. There's no ads. You're not fighting with an algorithm because you're creating everything that's on there. So it's all your content and anything that you want on the platform and it allows people to get away from Facebook or other platforms that can be a big time suck and just dive into one subject that they're interested in. There's ones out there for basically every topic and it's a really good way to create a community around your blog or your niche where people can interact with other people with the same interests. You can help answer questions and it helps show that you're an expert in your niche. No. So is this like an app? They have an app. So when you create one, people can download the app and your site is on there. They can also switch between if they find other um, Mighty Network sites that they like. So it's really easy to use. There's also, you can view it on a browser, um, you know, whatever is easiest for anybody. It's very similar to Facebook but it's all just your content and your audience and it could be private or public. So if I'm someone that doesn't own a blog, is this something like I would go to, to like, just find really interesting, like, okay, yeah, I'm a dachshund lover and like, Oh, I just want to learn more about dachshunds and breed about them. And I don't know, maybe find where the best breeders are or whatever. Like, is that, is that who might, like, I would go on to Meta Network and be able to, like, find that? Or is it more for the actual blog owners to, like, connect with other blog owners? I don't know. I mean, you could use it for whatever you want. But, like, for me, I'm using it to connect to readers of my blog. So they're coming on, um, like, my homemaking one to ask questions about how do I clean this thing that is stained or... Um, gotcha. I need a good recipe for chicken. What do I make? And people can interact with each other there. And then I also share my blog posts. And is it like um, other content? With kind of like a like a Reddit channel, right? Like and like subreddit, like topic. Is it like yeah, topic based? Yeah, but there are like you can have your own individual topics within your site, and there are groups you can set up. You can even have paid memberships and courses and. You can go live and have polls and it's even better in my opinion than a Facebook group. You have a lot more options. That is so interesting. Okay. So let's talk about this a little bit deeper. So, you know, we, a lot of our audience listening in, um, you know, they're business owners. Some of them are influencers. Some of them are bloggers. I'm a photographer. Kate's a writer. So kind of like a mishmash of all of that together. So our audience here might be thinking like, oh, is this like, you know, a good way for me to get my content out? Now, does I, I know we didn't really t- ask this question in our questions, but you know, is it specifically like, can anybody use it? Is it great for like me who I'm a photographer? Maybe I want to, 
you know, build my, my business and get more clients? Like, would I, would someone like me use the mighty network for that? Or is it really for a place for more like of the blog writer content creator to be? I mean, there's a lot of creative ways you could use it. You could use it within a photography business. You know, you could share kind of like you would have a blog. If you're a photographer, mm-hmm. you share tips and tricks and things and people could find you there. Um, and, you know, past clients could see what you're currently doing in sales and things like that. Um, it also works well for bloggers because you can share your own stuff. And, but any niche that you're working in with content creation, you could find creative ways to use it. And as Facebook is becoming something that we're seeing people leave in mass amount, and, you know, there's questions on if the EU will even have Facebook shortly. It's an alternative Mm -hmm. to that and to some of the other social media that people are kind of getting tired of the drama. It's more moderated. And so kind of the hybrid between a forum and a social network. Now, how long have you been using it? Um, For my business, probably a little over a year, getting close to two years. Um, As a user, just joining other people's two to three years. So, okay. So you've got these blogs, you're using um, Mighty Network. Now, how do you feel like that actually, I guess, leverages the opportunity to make money off of your blogs? Like, Mm -hmm. what are you like, you know, can you give us some examples on how you're actually using um, the platform um, and and any strategies that you have that have helped bolster some of that income that you've gotten from your blogs? Yeah, some of it has been just traffic to posts that have ads or affiliate links. But then I also like on my homemaking one will post when there are cleaning supplies that are on sale that people can get. And those are affiliate links or um, around January, I'll post planners that people might like and use affiliate links. Um, And then around the holidays, I actually did a virtual Christmas market and I used Mighty Networks for part of that and was able to sell vendor space as well as, you know, bring people in to buy products from the various vendors. So these are all like super easy ways to kind of do to start monetizing a blog through this mighty network. If somebody was thinking about getting started on the mighty network, what would you give them for like three actionable steps that they could start doing today to monetize their blog through using the mighty network? I mean, the first thing I would do is start one. Uh, it's very simple to create. They walk you through it. It's pretty much plug and play. You don't need to have any technical skills. Then if you have an email list, that's a really good place to send it out to get people on it. Uh, You can also share on Instagram or any other social media networks that you're on. Just let people know that it's there. I make sure that my readers know it's ad free. I call it distraction free because you don't have all the extra things coming at you that a lot of social media networks do. You're just there for one purpose. And so you can focus on whatever it is that you're actually wanting to do. It's moderated so people don't have to worry about it getting full of drama and all those things that we are trying to avoid these days. And once you get people on there, the first thing and the easiest thing is to share content you already have that is monetized so you can increase that income. Or if you have products, share those products. You know, you don't want to have to do work twice. If you can use something you're already doing, then that's the easiest way to make more money. I know right now when I'm on Instagram and I'm on Facebook, it does feel somewhat 
draining because I feel like everything, like I scroll, find something good, then scroll, see an ad, see something good, see an ad, see another ad, see something good. And it's just like, I feel like it's screaming at me, like buy this, buy that. And even like Instagram stories, I don't know if you've noticed this, like if I'm just like really like quickly going through and like tap, 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 it's like tap, tap, ad, tap, tap, ad. Like literally it's like a rhythm. And I'm like, this is so crazy. So when people go on to Mighty Network, you said that there's like, it's ad free, like no sponsored content, right? So I'm assuming there's like a homepage and you kind of scroll and like things that you're interested in pop up. Yeah. It's more set up where you go to an individual person's site. Okay. Like you- so you have more control over what you're going to see. Yes. When you're going to something like if you go to mine, you're just seeing what I'm posting and what my readers are posting within it. There's nothing else. You're just getting that content. And while I can add sponsored posts and things, there are no additional ads. There's nothing that Mighty Networks is adding. It's just what I put on there. And so I can make sure it's very curated, that it fits my niche, the things that people actually want and not have something just constantly and, you know, make it really useful for the readers. Now, is it, have you ever heard of blog loving? Yes. Is it kind of similar to that? No, I mean, that's more like an RSS feed. This is more like a form, but with a lot more features. It's kind of like a form and a Facebook group together. Now, does it ever feel, does it ever feel so like I'm just like going on and again, like thinking along the lines, like it, I guess, I guess it sounds like the users go on there with very intentional, uh, for a very intentional reason. Like you, like I really want, like, instead of going on to Pinterest for like all like the chicken soup recipes, they're going to go on and like intentionally seek out a user's content for that recipe or whatever. Does it ever feel though that like people are sharing too much? Like, is there that like underlying feeling of like, oh, they're just trying to get me onto their blog or, oh, they're just trying to like sell me something that they get a commission from through their affiliate link. Does it feel like that? Or is it, I don't know. Again, I haven't been on the platform and maybe I should have signed up before we chatted with this, but like, tell me a little bit about like the feeling of it. And it sounds like they try to, to, to make it not feel like that, but what is, what are your thoughts? Um, all of the ones I've been a part of and mine end up feeling more like a community. You don't find it to be usually as salesy. Obviously, you could do it poorly and make it very salesy. But in general, it's a lot of people talking back and forth. Like I go in there, moderate it and add comments. At this point, a lot of times it's just my readers sharing with each other and commenting and asking questions. They come on there as a place to kind of get away from the rest of the internet and to have this sense of community with other people that have a shared interest. I love that. So, okay. So I'm going to kind of like take this back a little bit. So we've got, you know, your blogs, which is like the thing that you have, and then you're going to figure out these ways to monetize it. And Mighty Network is one way that you're just getting the word out to either drive traffic to your blog for that ad revenue, right? Or affiliate links to specific things that you love and that you have. Now, how big is Mighty Network? And let's call it your 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 sales strategy, I guess you could mm-hmm. say. Um, you know, is that where you spend, you know, this this podcast is all about like creating content and also creating content that's easy and like, you know, and and tying that back to business and making money. Um, you know, focusing your energy on what is like the biggest bang for the buck, like how much energy do you put into like being on Mighty Network, like posting and engaging with your community versus some of these other traditional outlets like Instagram, like Facebook? Do you, what, it, what does that look like for you as far as energy and time spent? Um, lately, I'm spending more time on Mighty Networks than a lot of the social media networks, a lot of the 
Facebook and Pinterest and stuff, I'll schedule out content, but I'm not going back as much because I don't feel like there's as much community there. I don't feel like I need to interact as much, but on Mighty Networks, it's more about building relationships and a community. So I spend a fair amount of time there. My readers feel like they can get to know me there. It shows me as more of an expert and it helped them keep coming back. And do you feel like you actually get an ROI from that more? Like, I don't know if you've ever done like run your like analytics on like where you get your basically your revenue from, but does it have that ROI with time spent? Um, When I post affiliate links and things like that, I find that I make in my products, I make a better ROI on Mighty Networks than on a social media network. I get more purchases and clicks per people on that site than I do on other sites, probably because it's not as diluted and people are paying more attention and they're going on there with the intent that they like what I'm sharing instead of it just being shown to random people that may or may not trust you. These people do trust me. So if I share something and it meets a need they have, they're more likely to buy. I'm actually on Mighty the Nighty Network site, not like the app or anything like that. And it says, so it says start your fee trial. Is this, so is this something that you pay for? If you are creating one, there are free plans and paid plans. The free plans give you most everything you want other than if you want to do a paid course or a paid membership. And for the users, they only have to pay If you have one of those additional things, like if you're hosting a course or have a paid membership for mine, I don't have any of those options right now. So it's completely free to the readers. And uh, one of mine I have on a paid plan and one I have on a free plan and both work really well. Just depends on your goal. Would you say that their insights are a little bit more in depth than like a, say a Google analytics or something? Can you, can you, can you use Google analytics with the mighty networks on your site? It does show up as a referral, Google Analytics, so you can track how many clicks you're getting and all of that. Talk to us. I know this wasn't a, a question, but it kind of ties into, you know, where people can can find you and learn more about what you do. But talk to us a little bit about Lisa Sharp Creative. What do you do there? I, I know that you are, you know, you help others along their business journey and their blog journey, but tell us a little bit about what you do there and how you're helping others sort of maybe capitalize on on this mighty network or building their 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 blog or business. I started it largely because I kept having people ask me about blogging and working from home because I knew I had for several decades and especially during the pandemic I started getting a lot of questions of people wanting to you know work from home or have more flexible jobs because kids were home constantly and things like that. The content I post on there is based off of questions I'm getting from people so that I know it's things people are looking for and uh, just helping especially women find a way to make a side income or full-time income from home. I'm chronically ill so working a traditional job would be difficult. Having blogging has made it where I'm able to make a good full-time income but if I don't feel good one day or if I have doctor's appointments I'm not having to try and take time off and work around everything. I can just do what I need to do and work later. And it gives you that freedom. Yeah. So are you full-time into blogging and helping other clients also get ahead in their blogging journeys? Yeah. This is my full-time job. And how do you know, since you started using the mighty network, like, and, and this might, you know, estimates are fine what you were looking at for like page views on Google versus, you know, prior to the mighty network. And then once you got on there, like, has that 
increase? Do you know kind of those numbers or do you have an estimate? Each time I post a new blog post on there, I probably get 50 to 100 clicks. It also has helped me get more people on my email list because mm. I'm sure to post opt-ins on there. And like I just made a cookbook for muffin recipes and I posted it on there so people can click over to a landing page and give me their email and get the free cookbook. So they're also getting my emails and another way for me to get click throughs and share affiliate links and my products and things there as well. So it's not only just a way for you to monetize the actual sites. It's also a way for you to get people on those email lists so that people know what you're sending out. Um, what yeah. do you use for affiliate links? Do you do you have certain programs that you like or like Amazon or? I've been trying to use Amazon a lot less because, you know, they keep cutting how much income you make per link right. and it just isn't as good of a program these days. Well, I heard they're like I, cookies are like really small, right? Like once you post an animal, isn't it like 48 hours or something ridiculous, 24 hours? They were changing it recently and I'm not real sure how they changed that and they were getting rid of native ads that a lot of bloggers have used. It just feels like you're constantly having to go in and make changes for it to even still work. <sighs> and it used to be, you know, so easy because everybody bought stuff on Amazon. So just put links and people bought things and they were rarely the things you posted, but they would buy something, but it's just getting to where it's just going down more and more. And they told us that they were just going down for the pandemic and then they never raised them back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not quite out of the woods yet. Maybe there's still hope. Maybe. <laughs> I really like Grove Collaborative for my homemaking blog and Erin Condren's affiliate programs. Those are two of the ones that I make the most off of. Um, for overall, like just affiliate links, I really like ShareASale because they have so many different companies on there. And instead of having to meet a threshold for one company, it's all combined. So especially smaller bloggers can get paid out earlier and not have to wait as long to get all that revenue. There's probably a brand on there for every niche. So it works well for a lot of people. And uh, they tend to approve most bloggers because it's up to individual brands to then also approve you. Mm -hmm. So you can get on there and start looking at sites and try and find ones that fit your niche. How often, I know you have the, the many different blogs, but you know, say just on average, how often are you posting to one of your blogs? I probably write three to four new blog posts a week. And then I'm constantly updating old ones, especially like my homemaking site. I have hundreds of blog posts. I don't write a lot of new ones on that one. Um, I do a lot more updating mm -hmm. of old posts and making them relevant because Google loves older content and it helps with rankings for SEO and, you know, it's a lot easier to update a post than create something from scratch. Agreed. Uh, for my newer sites, I'm still building up more new content. So on those, I tend to do one or two new ones per week. So, so how many, so now I'm just thinking about this now that you have the five. <laughs> That's a lot of writing. That's a lot of writing. It's a lot. Sometimes I think I'm a little crazy. And then other days I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, I could start this other blog and I own way too many domain oh, names. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I have a question about the ad revenue. The other day I was on like a webinar and this woman, her blog last year generated over $600,000 in ad revenue. Now, I don't know where that falls in the spectrum of like, I know there, I don't even know if there's a thing, you can even use the term average blog, but 
um, when when you're looking at all of your blogs, it what is the biggest source of income? Is it ad revenue? Is it these affiliate links? It somewhat depends on my blog, on my uh, home AV blog that's my biggest and has the most page views. Ad revenue is currently my top income source, followed by sponsored content and then affiliate link. On um, my smaller ones that don't have as large a page views yet, affiliate revenue tends to be a little bit closer to my highest income source. Now I know there's there's like these programs or apps that tell you and I and I'm blanking on which one so maybe you can um you know tell us where to find this but based on like how many page views a website could get it can got, kind of give you an estimate of your potential earnings with ad revenue. Do you I, I, I've been to a site like that and I'm like blanking on the name, but I don't know if you have any resources. I don't use any of those. For one thing, it varies so much. It's so hard to uh, say that because there's so many ad networks and yeah, everybody uh, makes different okay. amounts per page views. Um, even within like all my different blogs, each one makes very different amounts per thousand page views. I have two blogs on AdThrive and so they're making a lot more per page views because that's one of the bigger ad networks. But then some of my newer blogs are on smaller ad networks and they're making not even half as much per you know a thousand page views. So it, it really varies. And even the ad networks like tell you don't share what your RPMs are because it's going to vary from niche to niche, blog to blog. There's so many variables. You can't really know for sure what you're going to make based on. Yeah. I hate that when it's like wow. no transparency whatsoever. Like, <laughs> oh, I know. yeah, don't use anybody as an example because you never know what you're going to get. It's amazing what all goes into it. Site speed, how long your posts are, you know, how many ads you're willing to put up. Oh. Do you have videos? The time of the year, like right now, most people's ad revenue is down a little bit because companies aren't spending as much. Right. Fourth quarter usually almost doubles, if not more. Interesting. Oh my gosh. Well, maybe we'll have to have you back to talk about ad revenue and like diving deeper into that. I've always been intrigued by it. I don't have, I have a blog. I have two blogs. They're both on my Squarespace site. So I don't even know if that's even possible to like do ads on Squarespace websites, but, um, but I've always like, Hmm, I wonder how much I could make on my blog. (laughs) blogs and I just haven't I haven't figured out Google ads on store my WordPress site and it's just I, I'm not that technically inclined well Google AdSense are pretty much pennies to the other ad networks once you can get on those I've yeah I've heard those I've heard those so that might have to that might have to be something that I look into mm-hmm. I recommend both AdThrive and MediaVine for people AdThrive I've heard books. of MediaVine I've heard of MediaVine so AdSense and at what was the first one Ad Thrive. Ad Thrive. Okay. I will look into those today. Mm, well, this, this has been awesome talking this, to you. I think, I think like it's a lot for our audience to consider this new network. Yes. I'm definitely going to be jumping onto it because I, I, and I tell this to Kate, like every week, I'm like, I am like kind of sick of Instagram and kind of sick of Facebook. Like just, I'm like, I, I feel like I'm just yeah. being yelled at all the time and do this. Do I'd rather that, just be able to you know, be able to create content this. without being barraged by so much. And so I, I'm definitely going to check it out. I think our audience can definitely benefit from also checking it out where, um, mm-hmm. so where is the best place <laughs> to find many. you? Probably lisasharpcreative.com. I linked my other blogs there and 
that's the easiest place to find. Yeah, everything. I did see there is a link on her website, folks, that has her blogs. And then you can definitely find more about each individual blog that she has there. So Lisa, it's been great having you today. Thank you so much yes. for being on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. So now I've got some homework. I'm going to go look into Mighty Network. Um, you know, as I mentioned, I there are days where I just feel bombarded with like sponsored content and ads and feeling completely like urged to buy this and buy that on our traditional social media channels like Instagram and Facebook. And so finding an outlet that, you know, makes me feel like I want to be a part of you know, can be, can be tricky nowadays. So I'm going to, I am going to go check out Mighty Network, see if it's, you know, would be useful for me again. I, I think, you know, her making a point about like, you know, where to spend your energy. I think regardless, our audience should always be aware of that when checking something out, you you know, new, just, you know, not necessarily fitting it in because you feel like you have to, but because you feel like there's actually going to be value to, to um, whether it's reaching new audience or, or, you know, increasing that revenue. No, I, I, I totally agree. And, and, you know, there's been so many things that we've had on this podcast. Like I said, I know we had that conversation about LinkedIn a couple of episodes ago. I've never thought of using LinkedIn as a way to advertise what I do, my, you know, what's on my website or my services. And I think, you know, I'm learning more and more throughout the show that you just giving well, you might sit here and think, oh, I've already got a good thing going. It never hurts to give something a try. You don't even, and especially since she said it is free, you know, mm-hmm. for most accounts, like it never hurts to just put like a month, you know, couple of minutes a day, couple of minutes a week on into a, a new platform or something that you might not be familiar with um, to give it a try. It might, it might end up being a great outlet for you. You never know. Mm-hmm. You never know. And I think that's something that we're, we've been learning a lot on here. So, well, thank you so much for listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. Make sure to join our Facebook group, Cocktails and Content Creation Community. And you can follow us on Instagram at Cocktails and Content Creation. You can also email us, Cocktails and Content Creation at gmail.com. I'm Kate Andrews, and you can follow me on Instagram at Fashionly Kate and Co. for travel, fashion, motherhood blunders all that good stuff (laughs) love it love it and i'm jesse wyman you can follow me on instagram at jesse wyman photos i'm also at the brand photographer method where i share tips and resources for photographers looking to get into brand photography make sure to tune in next time for another great episode of cocktails and content creation until then cheers to your next cocktail and happy content creating Mm -hmm.